Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening, and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. And I'm really pleased tonight to be able to welcome Carl Moore, husband of Atalee Moore from last week. Yeah. Nice to have you with us, Carl. Thank you. We have a few things to uh, kind of cover from what Atalee shared with us, but we'll uh, do that in a minute, I suppose. Um, as we do, usually, why don't you begin telling us a little bit about your time as a Latter-day Saint. You were born in the church. Uh, yeah, I was born in the <laughs> church, and I'm not sure exactly what, I don't want to overlap what Adelaide said, I guess. Well, this but, would um, be your personal uh, beginning. <laughs> my personal beginning was uh, la uh, Lamanite to begin with. Yeah. Um, my parents, strong in the church. Uh, we, I don't remember ever missing a day of church. Really? Um always had a testimony from the very beginning that's that's the way that it works you know yeah. i mean your parents believe something you believe yeah, something baptized and, at eight and uh yeah actually when i was baptized at eight and there's kind of an interesting story there i was so excited to be baptized um that uh when my dad told me that he wasn't worthy to baptize me uh, he he gave me the option you can either wait for me to be worthy or you, someone else can baptize you and I was so excited to be baptized yes. I had my my two uncles my one uncle baptized me and my other uncle confirmed me a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and so wow. that was my my <laughs> fervent my excitement to be baptized at that time so. where did you grow up I grew up in Orem in Orem yeah you talk were you born there in, in Orem I was born in Phoenix Arizona but we moved oh. to Orem when I was okay. five my parents went to BYU now you w oh they did yes and and they were very active and oh, yes. married in the temple and all. They that. were they weren't married in the temple, but they were sealed. they were sealed, sealed in, in the, the temple, temple when Did I was. Did you go in? And uh, yeah, I think them? I was. I think I was about two or three, though. I don't remember. No. I don't remember no. that. Now you mentioned you're a Lamanite. Oh yeah. Which we'll cover a little <laughs> bit more too. Was there certain pride with that? Was there? Well, absolutely, absolute pride. I I loved it. I was the true blood of Israel. Yeah. I had special rights to knowing that the Book of Mormon was. Um, true. I I felt like I was above other people because, like I said, I had the true blood of Israel. I wasn't adopted like other people. <laughs> um, I felt like I had a special connection with the Book of Mormon because that was written, written to, to the, the Lamanites. Lamanites. Yeah, it says that in the yeah, title page. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll, it's changed, but it'll continue to change as <laughs> DNA proofs come out. But um, yeah, it was a sense of pride. And then back then you had Lamanite generation. Now it's oh, that's right. This now it's living yeah. legends because. There's no such thing as Lamanite, so they changed the name to oh. be politically correct. But oh. anyways, yeah. So I was absolutely uh, a devout member. I mean, I was always a sinner, but... Uh, you didn't um, know that then, though, of course, probably, well, or did I you? I knew I was a sinner. Oh, did you? Okay. But, uh, you know, the, the thing about growing up in Utah County is when, when all your friends are LDS and you're all doing things that are wrong, it's, it's okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know if you do. Know. You rationalize. Yeah, a lot, it yeah. wasn't. You weren't looked down upon as much. And oh, okay. But anyways, did you take seminary though? And oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. And went to seminary. Scouting? Were you scout? I was a scout. Yeah, yeah, I I went through all the ranks. Um. Uh, in fact, I 
I, I opposed to be an, become an Eagle Scout because everyone's telling me you have to, to be, you have, in order to get a good job or to be someone important, you have to be an Eagle Scout. And so I yeah. kind of was like, oh, um, then I'm not going to do it because I'll prove myself otherwise. But oh. that was <laughs> okay. just kind of my A little rebellion attitude. there. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I, I was rebellious to having to gain, get, be an Eagle Scout to be somebody. Yeah. But never any doubt that the church was, was, was true, though, right? I mean, you just never, never a doubt. Yeah, you never bore your testimony. And I bore my testimony all the time. Did you? Uh, as a, um, as, you know, as a youth and as an adult, I, I, I bore it like crazy. Um, and I, I got complimented a lot of times on my testimony. I think that I helped build other people's testimonies, and that's, that's yeah. what te fast and testimony meeting yeah, is. Really it's a, it's a motivational time when you can get together and boost everyone up and feel yeah. good and cry together and yeah that's what that's about i went through a few of those myself <coughs> over the years and <laughs> every month <laughs> uh, did you ever have any questions about the church at all did anything ever come up during this time that said thought well that's a little weird or um something? no i remember the first weird thing that i learned about the church was masonry but i quickly just um went to well, they were the builders of Solomon's Temple, yeah. and, and that was truth then, and, and truth is being revealed now. And I didn't really understand masonry, just like you don't understand what works really are. Yeah. I didn't understand what masonry, and I, I looked at masonry as, oh, they're good people, they're doing good things, they're doing good things for the world, and they're trying to better themselves. Mm. But that's exactly what they're doing, is they're bettering themselves. Mm. And, and they're not letting Jesus, they're not letting God do it, and they're, and they're taking the credit. It's humanism. Yeah. And I think that's what Mormonism is. It's a lot of humanism. It's kind of taking our eyes off of Christ uh -huh. and, and putting it more on ourselves and what yeah. we can do. Yeah, yeah, and ranks. And same thing with scouts. It's wow. these ranks. Yeah. Rank, 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 rank. And all your it, own it proves accomplishments. Something. And, yeah. and priesthood, rank, 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 rank. Now, Adelie told us that you married young, you guys, so you didn't go on a mission. I did not. Yeah. But you, you guys had um, uh, eventually went through the temple, mm -hmm. and how was that experience for you? Um, well, let me just first oh. start by um, by the, the mission thing. I, I didn't go on a mission. I got married. I was eighteen. I was almost nineteen. Hmm. Uh, and but I, r I was looking forward to the day when I could, me and Allie could go as a couple missionaries. Oh, I was uh, and looking I, to I be figured, a senior. Yeah, senior couple senior something. couple. But since we started early, I figured we'll get our family done early and we'll get out there as soon as possible. And I was uh, I was excited for that moment. Um, when it comes to the temple, um, yeah, I was excited to go to the temple. Went through the temple. Um, was it what you thought it was? Uh, no, I don't think it's ever for anyone who goes to the temple what you think I, I don't think they can prepare you for that just because it's something it's so unlike what you would go through when you go to church it's a certain way when you go yeah. through the temple it's just different totally and you wear different, different yeah. clothes and things and um, I wasn't I wasn't offended by anything and I just yeah. thought that this is the way that it is it's it's weird but um, I remember yeah. my testimony of the temple actually came from structure it didn't come from really feelings it came from God is organized because they're LDS is really big into just pushing that into you. Organization, organization, yeah. look how cleanly this thing runs. Yeah. It's a well-oiled machine. <laughs> That's uh, a good point. But, uh, so that was my testimony. of, and But up until the day that God opened my eyes, I'd, uh, I went to the temple often. I mean, at least I made a commitment to go at least once a month. And uh, about two years before God opened my eyes, I was going at least twice a month. Um, 
in, in the occupation that I had um, building LDS meeting houses, I got to travel all over and I got to visit a lot of different temples. Um, wow. So, you know, like DC temple. You were doing work on them, you're saying? No, I was, I was building sorry. LDS meeting houses. Oh, bu building the meeting houses. Yeah. I see, I'm sorry. Yeah. And but so you um, attended temples in oh the yeah, areas that you A lot of different to. temples, yeah. and, you know, I was excited to do that. I, You know, on our days off, I would go to the temple, other people would do other things, but I just mm -hmm. borrowed a truck and went to the temple. Did you ever, um, I used to do this, did you ever, when you, when you got your name in the temple, we always go through for someone else after mm -hmm. the first time you go through, did you ever talk to that person spiritually or in your mind and either pray to that person or to say? Well, that's, that's interesting. I never, I never did. I'd I sat there and I'd pray to that person and say, you know, I don't know where you're at in the eternities here, but I'm doing this huh. work for you. And I hope. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the new name that you received. Oh no, no, no. I'm talking about the the the, the oh. name of the person or that person. Okay, I felt. Yeah, I always try to get spiritually connected, you know, and I I really try to really sink, and I try to feel that spirit, and I really tried to pay attention for that person. I was really diligent on, you know, because after you go through so many times, you know what's going to happen. But I sure. remember um, purposefully thinking, I need to pay attention. Because I'm doing this for somebody, for somebody else, else yeah. you know, and that was the purpose. So, well, I know this is going to be a quick bridge, and we'll get back to your story. But okay. talk, talk just a little bit about the veil in the temple and what that, how that's changed for you since we're mentioning the temples. veil in the temple. Oh, ah, <laughs> uh, well, that. I mean, I without saying anything, I know it will offend the Mormons. I, yeah, but, but the thing about the veil is, is why would you put up a veil when God tore it down? Why would you do that? See, I don't think most Mormons know that the veil was torn in half when Christ was crucified. And God did it from the top to, to the that bottom. That's in Luke. Um, Tells us that, I think. That, I'm not sure, but he did it. That's, that's the fact. Tears the, he tears tore that veil apart and he made access. Everyone had access to go into that Holy of Holies because that's what the veil separated. Separated man from God. And now we, as priests, royal priesthood, you are a royal priesthood. That's what Paul says. You are yeah. royal priesthood. Yeah. Now we have access to that. And Jesus Christ being our great and final high priest, he's mediating he's the whole the time. He's the one that shed his blood. And mm -hmm. now instead of the high priest from the Jewish high priest going in and sprinkling the blood, he's he shed his blood. Oh, yeah. He's the high us. priest. He's the scapegoat. He's, he is the sacrifice all in one. He's everything, still lives untransferable priesthood they don't yeah. understand that either but no um, well I just think that's such a wonderful part of, of what I learned about about Christianity anyway back to your story so uh, you're with Adelie and you've gone through the temple you're active in church and oh yeah, you know. I, an active Lamanite again. <laughs> I think that that, that uh, I think Lamanites or brown people get some kind of a status when they're in the LA church or black people for instance it's like kind of like a they're looked at sp more, I don't know how you would say like it, but more like special. A, like they're, a convert more, to the church yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like, man, they're special. And, and you know, mo most of the time um, in this, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's not stereotypical or prejudice type thing, but I, we're so emotional as people. Yeah. At Laman, our Bra Polynesians, uh, Native American, we're emotional people. And when we bear a testimony, we bear it with our heart, you know. And I just, I, I was that. I think that I was that person for, for for my wards, and I, w I was super passionate for yeah for for that <coughs> gospel, and and knowing that you do uh, Lamanite dances or uh, traditional dances, you've you've done a lot of those, like for Eagle Scout court of, courts of honor and different things, didn't you? Oh yeah, 
Still do. I still would love oh, to do you still it. Do. You know? okay. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to put up a website uh, and people can contact you if they're interested in, in having you do some of those. I've seen them several Kay. times and they're amazing. Yeah, and I, I would love to do that, but uh, most of all, I would actually like to do it for churches. If there's people out there in churches, I'd love to come to your church for a youth youth group, uh, an outreach, any kind of occasion, a anything. I would, I would love to do it. I'd love to glorify God. That's the whole purpose in, in why I do what I do. To glorify God, to spread yeah. the gospel, the gospel of grace. Yeah. And just... That's wonderful. So, anyways. Well, great. Well, so Adley tells us a, a little bit of her story in, in the fact that her mom has ch questioned the church and her older brother, I guess, has questioned the church. She tries to prove them wrong and goes to the Bible and finds out, uh-oh, maybe there's something here I've missed. And when does she tell you about this? <laughs> she never told me about it, really. I never knew that she that she that she had um, found out the church wasn't true. You know, I never knew that for I think I guess it was for about a year. Um, so that whole year, um, I remember we got in a lot of arguments. Just was she miserable? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll yeah. I mean, she she's dealing with a a guy who's, um, yeah, just totally deceived. Well, and it's just it's devastating. I mean, it really puts stress on your heart and your mind to think that you've believed one thing and and I never shared anything with my wife either with Carla I, I just I couldn't share it but I was miserable oh and I and so I can see how miserable she was just by going to uh, I've been to a few LDS meetings and every and some funerals uh, it's just it's just heart-wrenching it's just it's just so um, I'm gonna use the word gross it is it's just it 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 it, it burns it, it kills how how bad it is. Um, people don't realize how, how it is and how dead it is and it just pains me to go to these meetings because it's it's dead. And I, and I was pulling into it and I was always excited to go to the temple and she'd never go to the temple with me. What did you think of her? I mean, did you you think she'd lost her way? Satan had her? Uh, uh, she I really just was apathetic? I, I, you know, actually I knew that she was getting a relation with relationship with Jesus. Really? And um, actually to tell you the truth, I, I was I felt um, I was jealous of that relationship. I could see that she was loving Jesus more and more and more and I felt like <laughs> you need to love me, you need to love me. You know, why yeah. are you loving Jesus more? And I think that's another thing about Mormonism is you start loving your family more, you start loving your kids more, you start loving I idols almost. Yes, not, right? well that's exactly what they are. But you yeah. need to love Jesus first. If yeah. Jesus is not first, there's no there's nothing after that. Yeah. And anyway, so she's, um, my wife is, is loving Jesus, and I was offended by that, <laughs> you know, and it made me angry. Um, well, she said she dropped a few hints here and there. She did, and I didn't realize that there were hints. And oh, okay. Um, I just, I, just I, don't know, I don't know what I thought, but um, basically, so she never told me. Wow. And so it wasn't until the day that God opened my eyes that, you know, and I'm upstairs crying in the room, and she asked me why I'm crying, and, and I tell her, well, it's because it's not true, and then she tells me, well, I know it's not, and then, I mean, that's the only time that well, I realized. What brought you to this moment then? I mean, what happened? Uh, absolutely by the grace of God. That's all it was, by the grace of God, because I was not looking for a way out. I was, I was, I built myself up so high. Um, uh, doctrinally, I knew a lot of things, but they didn't they didn't phase me. Polygamy, polyandry, masonry, um, blacks in the priesthood, I already knew that. But um, all these things, I already knew about these things, but I believe that that was the meat. 
that was the stuff because I was a mature member in the church and I, I was mature uh-huh. enough to know, understand these things. And then you have these other people like converts and they and you, you don't present these things to them because they can't handle it. The milk. You need to build them the up. Milk. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so I knew all this stuff and, and I was totally confident in it all. Yeah. Um, but like I said, by the grace of God, he, he tore me out. He tore that out of me. He tore that heresy. He tore that, tore that out of me. And I knew just like black and white that what I had believed was wrong my whole were you my in whole the life. process of praying? I mean, what was the... I wasn't praying. Like I said, I wasn't asking for it. I was... Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, all I was doing was reading, um, I think it was Wife 19, just, I think I just barely started. It had nothing to do with doctrine either. Yeah. It was just a, a story. And um, I have no idea what, what even it was, but it just came to me, you know. Uh, well... This must have been the, then the answer to Adelie's prayer because she Absolutely. said, "She said, I've got to. We've got to be on the same page here, and you've got this little wonderful family of seven kids, mm-hmm. and and you love you love each other, and you and she wants you to be on the same page." And God said, "Okay, let's take care of that." Mm-hmm. And so you you went upstairs, and was she up there then? Uh, no, I just went upstairs, and I'm bawling yeah. my face off. <laughs> I'm crying. What, what were you thinking? I was. What I was thinking was, I'm scared of my family. I'm scared of my family, my family, my oh, family, my family, my family. Your mom and dad. Yes, exactly. And, so and my, my brother, my sisters, their husbands. I'm so terrified of what they're going to think of me. Because, like I said, I knew it was wrong. There's no, there was no reasoning with me. There, from that instant, there's no reasoning. Isn't that God, interesting how God works in each of, each, each of us? This is the way he needed to talk yeah, to Yeah, and I, I see other people gradually come out, but by... <laughs> the grace of God, God opened my eyes, black and white, this is wrong. And from then on, um, there's no talking me back into that. I don't, even though I've lost all this stuff, oh, geez, it's worth Jesus. Yeah. The end product is worth it. A new family with, with true believers is yeah. worth it. What did your mom and dad and family say when you eventually shared it with them? Uh, I've, I've never actually really talked about it with my dad and never there was only just a brief conversation when um uh i don't know after he found out i'd never told anybody because i was so scared it was only it was a year later about the time of a family reunion and they were going to go to the temple and my sister had asked me or had asked me if i was going and i said i'm not going and she put a lot of stuff together put two and two together that i that i had left and she asked me and i said yeah i left the church and and then my mom came over the next day next day or then that night and just crying and it was it was hard because it was my mother yeah the 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 woman that i love and i respect and and she was you know how your father is supposed to be the disciplinary person that you're yeah. I was scared of my father, but I wanted to please my mother. My mother yeah. I love my mother. Yeah. And so I broke her heart, um, and we had a conversation, and, and we didn't see eye to eye, and I knew that that's the way it was going to be. Because in Mormonism and Christianity, we use the same words, but they don't mean the same thing. Isn't that true? Uh, Did she, has she, is she still active in the church? Mm-hmm. And has she been willing to listen at all? Any of your family been willing to listen? Um, m- my mother has listened to some things, but I get so flustered and I, I'm so intimidated by mother, my mother. Yeah. She's not an, I don't know why, but she intimidates me well, sure. and I get so wound up and so <laughs> nervous that I can't I can't do it. Can't almost say the things that you you pray for 
Oh, I pray for pray my for family. Your yeah, mouth, uh, mouth to open up and say the things that you you know will touch your heart, maybe. But I guess maybe I take the easier way out and I just pray that someone <laughs> else is going to talk to her. <laughs> I pray that some someone, example uh, somewhere. Huh? I, I pray that in God's sovereignty that He will put someone in their lives and that He will open their eyes. And I'm I'm willing. I want to be there if she has questions or yeah. any of my family or any of my friends. Yeah, if they have questions. I want to be there. I want to be there. Well, you, it's such an interesting story, and so did you had this wonderful testimony of the church. Did you feel like you had a good testimony of Jesus growing up? Uh, yes, I had a testimony I mean, of, of Jesus, uh, the LDS Jesus, the obviously. LDS Jesus. I mean, is, is it, it different now as a Christian? Absolutely different. <laughs> I mean, Jesus is a different person. Jesus is, is uncreated. In Mormonism, he was created, and in in uh, in in Mormonism, you know, he's your actual spirit brother, not just the brother in man, in man, in yeah, human, he's, he's in humankind, but he's your brother. He's kind of the same as you, and yeah. and um, he just kind of happened to be first in line and raised yeah. his hand, and you know, in fact, when it comes to that raising the hand thing, I always wondered why didn't. Why didn't I raise my hand? Was I not asked to because I thought I would love to raise my hand, you know? Well, we, we've had a couple of people say they were mad at Jesus for, for stepping up in, in front of them. You know, it's why, why didn't I mm -hmm. raise my hand? I never yeah. thought of that myself, but... Uh, but, um, no, Jesus, uh, Jesus then and Jesus now is, is absolutely totally. different. Well, I think you, you touched on it a, a moment ago when you said that we take our eyes off of Christ whether it's to the temple, to the family, to the Book of Mormon, to Joseph Smith, whatever it is, once you've taken your eyes off of Christ, you're worshiping uh, another idol, another god. Yeah, right? Mormonism sets up so many idols. Yeah. So many idols. Uh, people, um, your family, um, the temple is an idol. Uh, people don't realize what idols really are. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not just Jesus, but it's His work on the cross. They also take that away. It's that finished work on the cross that they take away. Again, the blood, the shed blood. It's, it's that blood. It's that blood yeah. on the cross, and on it was the, the death. It wasn't just because the blood was spilt, but sure. it was actually the death with the blood. Yeah. Death had to happen, and the death is the payment for sin, and it happened. And he said, and to tell us die, it is finished. Payment in full, it's done. It's done. It's d all the works are done. And Mormons don't understand that. They don't. They don't understand. It. And did all of this come to you just in that moment no. or two? I mean, you've you've had to study no. and learn, and yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but your concept of of Mormonism was at that moment. You just knew that it wasn't true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's a learning process. As Christians, you know, we're new creations, and we learn and we learn, and and it can be tough, can't it? I mean, you do have to think a little. Yeah, you do have to think a little, but you have the Bible yeah, that's the Bible right there as and, a foundation. And, oh, and the Bible cross references itself numerously. I, I, um, I feel bad for people who don't understand how much is in the Bible. You can't exhaust the Bible of its knowledge. Yeah. Why would you have to add anything to that Bible? Yeah, it's it's bookended. Genesis, yeah. Revelation, it's all in there. Everything that you need to know, and they and, and they Joseph don't think just that it's added to it, didn't he? He, he added to it, yeah, mostly by the Doctrine and Covenants. I mean, not really by the Book of Mormon. No, because it doesn't have nothing that in much the Book in of Mormon. It. Yeah. Well, we're actually running out All of right. time, and I know you wanted to do something special tonight and uh, to the for the LDS people that, that might hear your story tonight and anyone else. So would you uh, take...
take over for a minute and yeah, say uh, what you'd like to say? And so what I want to do is I just want to pray. I want to pray for the viewers. I want to pray for you who are watching. Um, Adelie prayed for me, and her family prayed for her, and, and God opened their eyes. So I'd just like to pray. Uh, Father God, I just want to come before you and praise you for you being so awesome and for you uh, opening my eyes, my wife's eyes, and, um, and all the millions of people's eyes. Um, God, I just want to pray for the viewers that, that they... Um, that you can enter into them and that you can use your word to cut through them um, with that two-edged sword. And I, um, I, I praise you because you are so awesome and your son sacrificed. And I hope that um, the viewers um, that are Christian, I, I mean, I know that they're praying with me. And I just pray for these viewers because um, you want them. You want them to be in your fold and you want their burdens to be light, God. And, and I say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Carl. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your story. It's, it's really heartfelt, and you were so active and committed and family. You've given up a lot, haven't you? I have, but it's all, it's all worth it. You it's wouldn't all change worth anything, it. would you? No. And, and I wouldn't either. I, I've learned so much. I, and do you feel like you know more about Mormonism now yeah. than you did before? A, a lot more. Yeah. A lot more. See, that's the thing is my knowledge of Mormonism didn't bring me out of Mormonism. It was God that get, brought me out of Mormonism. And I know a lot more now. Isn't that wonderful? Wow. And and to um, and just convicted. I mean, you just knew. And going to church has that been different for you? I mean, you you're praising Christ and mm -hmm. God in, in church. Are you? Is that different? Uh, absolutely. And I love it. I love singing the songs. I love worshiping. I love praising God. That that's what it's about. Is praising God for what He did. Yeah. And being and being with fellow believers. And like you say, going, going back to meetings, uh, like you've said, blessings and other things is, is, is just different, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, it's grievous, it's devastating, and it's... It's hard. It's Why, uh, we, we're actually out, almost out of time, but in a second or two, what do you think, I mean, obviously we believe that they're, the Mormons are deceived and blinded and, and they just don't, they just can't, they see, but they don't see. Exactly. They they don't they they have eyes but they yeah, don't they see. They have, have ears but they, they can't hear. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I need God. We need God, and He's sovereign, and He can make that happen. Open their eyes. And oh, well, Carl, it's just a wonderful story, and I wish you well in all your adventures and uh, and all the dancing. You think you can keep doing this for years? The no, dancing? I'll, yeah. You're in good shape. Well, I can tell I that. I look like I'm in good shape. But <laughs> I'm not. Well, some of us need to get in better <laughs> shape, but I, we appreciate your story. Thank yeah. you so much. And you watching, I hope you'll pay attention and uh, realize you're following the gospel of Joseph Smith and not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.